Hello out there. This is Wise Women, and today you're spending time with women inspiring spiritual excellence. I'm La Cherie. I'm Agnes. And I'm Trevay. We are a group of women who love God and we love his people. And we, we just, just want, want to share him with you. Hey, y'all. Welcome to season three of Wise Women. And as we go into the third season, we're going into new territory, <laughs> new beginnings, <laughs> same old Agnes, oh, same old Agnes, same old Lashery, same old Trevay. Is it the same old or the I'm same? Not the same. I, I know. <laughs> Might be a newer version. Oh. Same person, Upgrade, newer version. Upgrade. 2.0. Mm. Something like mm. that. All right. Well, this season is all about the wilderness. And are we in the middle of the wilderness? Are we going through the wilderness? We're going to talk about our wilderness experience, and maybe you can relate. Um, maybe you will get some new revelation from the stories that we share from our own personal experience, and uh, hopefully you can share with us um, in the comments so that we can expand upon it in future episodes. So who wants to get us started? Go ahead, Agnes. <laughs> I was gonna say Trevay. Y'all see what I have to deal with. This is what y'all. I get definitely to see vote for Trevay to start us off, um, ushering us into this wilderness experience. You know, Excited. she's got a little mini novel over there with notes I'm, that she's been. Hey, taking. I'm here for it. So go I ahead, kick us off. I could drink my not, water. Right? Well, I've taken mental notes. So, um, I actually feel like I I thought I was out of the wilderness, but I wasn't. Oh, I'm still <laughs> talk about it. Maybe I went into a new wilderness or deeper into the wilderness. <laughs> Facts. Um, yeah, I feel like I have. I do feel like I've been in just one big transition, and I've been transitioning forever. Like I have not. Definitely, I, I definitely. thought I was done, and then. I started transitioning some more. Um, I do feel like I'm in a place now where, like I was just saying the other day, like I have to set my game up um, because, I don't know, I think I've said this before, like you go through something and then when you make it to the other side, I guess essentially to your new destination or wherever you were headed towards, you're just so tired from going through everything that you went through that... You're just glad that you made it there. Yeah. But now you have to step up and do even more, more responsibilities Ooh. and all that good stuff. But um, <laughs> one thing I'll say is that when we talked about the wilderness experience, um, I Googled what wilderness means. Okay, there we go. And... Because <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, because we had talked about this, but... I Google what wilderness means, and obviously the definition came up where you're in the forest or desert land, but that was that was actually definition number two, mm -hmm. which was weird to me. Mm -hmm. Well, interesting to me. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Definition number one described the wilderness as a place that's not cultivated. Um, it has not been prepared. Um, it essentially looks wild, yeah. and I was thinking about that this morning. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> I was just thinking about how we say things are wild, 
or that was wild mm. um, because things were a little rough or crazy or we may say someone's hair looks wild mm. because it's all over the place. Okay. And I've definitely felt like I was all over the place Yep. a few times since the last time that we were <laughs> doing the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't say it, it was like almost immediately that I started going through things because there were things that were already happening and... I don't know. It's sometimes you feel like you've gone through just the worst that you could go through, just things that you just never would imagine, and then you go through even more things. Yep. <laughs> um. So I and aside from that, one thing that I thought about and that we've talked about is people's different um, experiences. If we take people that are in the Bible, yeah. Um. The wilderness looks different for everybody. The wilderness could be in the forest. Yeah. The wilderness could be in the desert. The wilderness could be in your home. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how I would describe my wilderness. I feel like I've had a little bit of everything. Um, and I guess like in this time, I've definitely, I think, gone through, like I said, things that I, I never would have imagined. Um and in a sense, whenever we feel like we've gotten there and we're just glad that we made it through, we get a little comfortable there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you're a baby all over again. And one thing that I thought about this week was that we often say things and God listens to what we say. Mm-hmm. And, yes, he, does. <laughs> and he just brings everything full circle. Um, I think one of the things I actually posted about was how um, we shouldn't say or how God knows our random thoughts and the random things that we say to people. So one of the things that I've said is, oh, I'm good. I love a challenge. Mm. It's like, I feel like God just took that and ran with it. Okay. Because I've been challenged (laughs) in many different kinds of ways. Um, and it's like I've had to learn how to walk in, in the new place that I've been in, yeah. that in the place still feels like a wilderness. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely mm-hmm. been stretched and still being stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all I'll say for now. I'm going to pass it over to Agnes. Because I saw you, your eyes got big <laughs> um, at some moments when I was talking. My eyes got big so. all throughout the moments because <laughs> everything resonates. Um, I'm glad that you defined what the wilderness is. I think that, like like you, you know, I was also surprised that the second definition was the forest or, you know, this wild place that we all hear people preach about it being a desert or it being a wild forest, whatever. Um, versus definition number one, which was what stood out to me was the uncultivated place. Um, It's so crazy to me how God is so timely when he gives us um, messages or he puts us through certain situations. Um, But for me, I was just thinking about how a lot of times we don't think of the wilderness as a place of provision because the very things that we ask, the very thing that we ask God for, He provides us in in an um, a ingredient type manner. So He may not give you the cake, but He gives you the eggs, He gives you the butter, He gives you the milk, and He says, "Hey, daughter, son, like go into the kitchen and mm-hmm. 
cook mm-hmm. it up to get, you know? Mm-hmm. And through that process, we begin to realize things about ourselves. We begin to realize things about our attitude, about our character. So for me, I've began to understand that the wilderness is a place of character development. There's many mm-hmm. things that happen in the wilderness. However, character development is one of the hugest things that I have identified in my own personal walk where I'm like, ooh, I didn't know that was still in there. (laughs) I didn't know that I still, (laughs) I still got a couple cuss words in me, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I get a little angry. But it's like you start to realize the parts of yourself that are not all the way submitted to Christ. Mm-hmm. Though we are Christians, though we profess Christ as our Lord and Savior, there are places in us that are not yet cultivated or saved, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, he is the Savior of our lives, you know what I'm saying? However, there are some places that we not have not allowed him to really, you know, dwell in yeah. because of shame, guilt, you know, bondage, whatever. So... I mean, I could go on because I'm about to go into the scripture, Ugh. but I'm going to leave. Go <laughs> no. ahead. Oh, do you want me to go there? I want okay. you to go there. Well, for me this morning, so I've been in the book of First Samuel, y'all. <clears throat> <clears throat> it's been <laughs> good. All right. And that's why I was laughing. Okay. Because he was going to come up in this conversation, not just because of Subway, but because of <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> um, But yes, so... As I'm reading 1 Samuel, I'm like, oh, this is juicy. Like, this is really good, you know. I'm reading it with a new perspective. I've heard several stories, but I've never read it this way. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) um, I think I was reading 20 this morning, but mm, don't call me, y'all. But I was reading the part where uh, we know that, um, you know, Saul was anointed king, you know, because the people cried out to God for a king and God was like, hey, you know, I wish y'all would have desired me a little bit more, but since y'all want this, let me go and give you evil people what y'all asked for. Gives them a king. The king is Saul. Um, Anointing comes upon Saul. And there's a revelation in that, but I ain't going to go there. (laughs) We're going to skip down the line. Um, But in, you know, Saul begins to... um, He doesn't fear God the way that he's supposed to. And he begins to fear people more than he fears God. So he begins to do things that are kind of questionable and are sinful in nature because he he doesn't obey God the way that he's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So God ends up putting an evil spirit on Saul and then he anoints David as king. He causes Samuel to go, you know, pick, you know, out a person. And even in that, in that process, we see humans thinking and not God's, you know, thoughts. So David gets anointed as king, but he begins to go through this wilderness experience. Wilderness experience did not start for David when he got anointed as king. Wilderness experience starts for David when he was out there being a shepherd's boy. He was still (laughs) being judged by his, his siblings, being judged by Saul himself, all the different judgments that came into place because of what people thought he should be. Oh, wow. you're too little to go up against the giant. Wow. You know, we, I'm gonna give you. Let me armor well, you now. with what you need. Mm. And God has already given you Testify. all that you need to have. Okay, Testify I'm sorry. For this me. is your message. Let me just <laughs> no, you preach the message. You in the word. You in the word. Go ahead, ma'am. I'm sorry. The, the word is good. So, <laughs> like we said, the wilderness did not start when y'all thought it started. It started through David being processed at his young age. Not looking like he was qualified, the rejection, the hurt, 
from people that were close to him that mm. underestimated his calling and his anointing. Exactly. And so sometimes wilderness does not seem like it's, sometimes the wilderness does not seem like it's preparing you for where you're going, but it's preparing you for where you're going. So fast forward past that, because that's real good, but we ain't go, y'all go read First Samuel. Go read go it. Anyway, go, go ahead. But um, fast forward, I got to the part where David is actually in the wilderness and he is hiding, running from Saul, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's actually, there's a name for the wilderness, start with an E, don't remember the name. But he's in the wilderness and he has the opportunity to take Saul out. However, he doesn't do that, you know? And that's why I say it's a place of character development. And even if, it, if it's not character development, it shows, it reveals and exposes what's on the inside of you. So what I noticed is that, I'm going to go back to my first point, which is there's provision in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. um, a number of things happen in that wilderness, and he's there for a time with people that have decided to become followers of David and fighting his armies who were also rejected like David was, okay? He didn't get all the preppy kids in the school. He got the rejects, got them together, <laughs> banded them together, and he had his army. But one thing that I really, that stood out to me was the fact that there was a man, his name was Nabal, right? Nabal had a wife named Abigail. So God, in all of his wisdom, they did not take his sheep out. Right, they you know they watched. David going actually protected him. David was protecting his sheep, and and there was a feast. Nabal was having a feast. David yep. asked if they could be invited to the feast Come. because the whole time that we were with your people, we protected them. Mm -hmm. We protect. We didn't let anything come near them. But yep. Nabal, who was arrogant and ignorant, come on, acted according to his name, yep. arrogant and ignorant. Period, and was like, "Who are you? You're just Jesse's son. Yep. You know, you 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 think you're supposed to be." <laughs> But you nobody. Come on. And so David was like, hold up, wait a minute. Let's go over there. Get our stuff. Okay. And we finna uh, nuck if you buck, right? Okay. Basically. That basically. Okay. I love but then that. here comes wise Abigail. <laughs> here she comes. Wait, yeah. my husband's done. Let me go. Yep. Hey, y'all saddle up some stuff. We finna take some provision. We're gonna mm -hmm. go talk to David yep. and his people and we're gonna squash this. Right. And that's what Abigail does. Yep. But I don't know where you were going with, but I was just going with the. <laughs> that was really good. We love the um, LSV commentary. No, the LSV translation or PS. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> PLSV. Okay, but um, no, that's pretty much it. Took the words right out of my mouth. Not that way, but hey, um, but the funny thing is, like sometimes even in that, you know, again and again, we see that David is. Like it's like they they throw back that ident I don't want to say it's an identity crisis, but they the battle with or his who identity. They see him to be exactly, mm -hmm. and they keep each time it happened with Saul. It happened with probably surrounding people, mm -hmm. you know. But the thing is, that with his own father exactly, and so it's like there are challenges in the wilderness that fight against your your calling, mm -hmm. essentially. And as it's fighting against your calling, it wants you to bow down and give in to whatever the enemy is trying to call you to be. Mm -hmm. However, there is provision in the wilderness. And God always makes a way where there seems to be no way. Yeah. And he challenges us because he wants us to know that we are greater than what 
whatever they calling us, exactly. we are actually called the opposite. Mm -hmm. Whatever they call us, oh, you ain't blessed, I'm blessed. Well, you ain't favored, I'm favored. Wherever they say that you ain't got nothing, you broke, you got provision. And so even in the exchange with mm -hmm. Abigail, you know, bringing all that she brought, I mean, they named it. It was so many things. I said, hold on. Hey, Donkeys. Okay. Plural. So it was like, I think that even sometimes we think that it, there's nothing there, but it's, I think it's a challenge of see, what do you see? Mm -hmm. Do you see what God says or do you see what the enemy has been telling you in this place? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I've been taking from that lately. That's the battle for me. Okay. What do you see, Agnes? Are you seeing that God has called you favored, that he has called you to be this, I don't know, to whatever nations, you know, um, I do know my bad, but are you seeing that even in the challenging moments when the weights of life are so heavy that you want to give up and you want to say, I don't want to do this no more. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing what God is saying? Wow. So that's all I got to say, y'all. Wow. All right. So I'm just going to piggyback off, a little oh, bit on, off of both of what you've said. Uh, you talked about the, the place of, you know, it's a captive, captive place. And you talked about it's a place of provision. For me, the wilderness is a place of preparation, Ooh. but it's not a place of permanence. Mm. You are in the wilderness, <laughs> but you're not going to be there forever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so while you're in the wilderness experience, there's preparation. Yeah. He's preparing you for where you're yet to go. You're not ready to go there yet. There's some things, there's some people you haven't encountered yet. Ooh. And when you encounter those people, how are you going to deal with them? So when David came up to Nabal, Come on. you know, listen, I, I had your back. You didn't know it, but I was taking care of you. Come on. And and now that I, I asked for an invitation to hmm. the table, you wanna you wanna act like you don't know me? Okay. But but I was here all the time and I kept things from coming to you. Mm -hmm. And so God is is putting people around us that we've we've been so close to them that when we ask for what is rightfully ours, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be like, Come on, why you man. why you think you should be a part of this? <laughs> mm. But God is preparing us because He wants to see our character. Mm. How are we gonna react mm. when what we're supposed to get, what is wow. what is by all rights ours? Yeah. And then the world, the people tell us, no, are we going to act like we're God's child? Are we going to act like I'm Elsie's daughter Ooh. and mm. Willie's daughter Ooh. from Carverdale? Don't mm. act like them. But you see what I'm saying? <laughs> <Hey. laughs> but that's that's what happens. Yeah. And so that's why uh. it's not, it's preparation because until, I, for me personally, this is, I asked my boss, look, what more do I have to do mm. to get this, mm. this promotion? Yeah. He said nothing. And so it's not, but wait, I still don't have it. Oh. HR is holding mm. it up. Oh, listen, mm. I feel like Daniel. They, they, come on. The Prince of Persia <laughs> oh. called HR is holding up my program my so that I can't get what is what's supposed to be mine. Right. He's like, look, I don't send it to this person, to that person, wow. that person. They don't said check, check, check. And HR is like, mm, no, we can't do wow. that. Wow. So again, it's held up, but it's not. 
permanent. Ooh. So I know Ooh. that I'm in the wilderness. I can see the promised land. I know Come it's on. right there, but I can't get into it. Jeez. Now this this is now you talked about mm-hmm. the things we can't see. That's yeah. called faith. Yep. Faith is the substance of the things that you can't see, right? Mm-hmm. So you still got faith that it's going to happen. Yeah. I got faith it's going to happen. Listen, I have faith it's going to happen in the month of August Ooh. because 8 is a number of new beginnings. Come on. And so Lord, this I Lord, can prophetically, when July 31st hits, can we just say it is done hmm. and I can move into the promised Come land? On. Because I've, I feel wow. like I've been prepared wow. for what better. you want to take me to, but it's been held <laughs> up <laughs> spiritually. Jesus. Because they know once God gives it to me, oh, I'm going to tell any and everybody Come on. Wow. what Testify. he has done for me. Because wow. when you talk about God's grace, Jesus. listen, I've been walking in his grace, his provision, his favor, mm. his, his supplication. He's mm. been giving me, supplying all my mm, needs. Okay. And he's used the ravens to do so. Mm. You you know, uh. again, the enemy has tried to block what God has wanted to do. The enemy has tried to break me down like, oh, she's single. Mm. Oh, she's not a, a pastor of a church anymore. Mm. She just, you know, she's just, nope. Oh, no, I'm still his child. Ooh. And because I'm still his child, what he has for me, it's still for me. Yeah. So you can try to block it. Ooh. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you my testimony try. real quick. I'm going to share with you. <laughs> Went, had to go get tires. My car had run flat tires on it. I just mm. bought them last year. When they say you need four new tires, I'm like, excuse me, I just bought four new tires last year. Mm-hmm. You're trying to tell me these tires only last 365 days. Mm-hmm. Whatever you give me now, I don't want them. You need to give me <laughs> Joe Schmo tires because uh-huh. these run flats. Dang. If I get a flat, I'm calling AAA. So that's what we're going to do with that. <laughs> so the guy was like, all right, you know, I can give you XX tires. I said, well, look, let me get two now and I'll come back, you know, when I get paid on the first and I'll get the other two. Mm-hmm. Guy's like, okay, cool. He rings it up. I go across the street. I'm at Popeye's. I'm texting with her. I'm doing some foolishness. Just as I'm doing foolishness, she actually calls me. I said, girl, if y'all knew what I was about to do. Because, you know, <laughs> I remember what you were about, about to do. I was being a little ghetto. What was you about to do? I was going to change somebody's name in my contacts. <laughs> To like, I don't know. Some foolishness. (laughs) But she happened to call right in the midst of it. And Mm. so it didn't happen. Mm. Um, and but I called back over there and I said, Well, look, um, I worked with such and such, told him I was getting two tires instead of two. Let me just get one and Mm. I'll just get the other three when I come back next Mm. week. He's like, Okay, cool. I'll let let your dude know. And so I'm back talking with her and she's, you know, you just need to stop doing fools. She's like, Hey, whatever. I mean, we all need to be checked sometimes. Mm. Okay, that was my moment. Absolutely. Walk back over there um, to get my car to see, because they said an hour and a half. So I get over there. I see the guy that I helped. Hey, sir, um, did you get my message? He said, yeah, Miss Irvin. Yeah, he told me you called mm-hmm. and said you was going to, you know, you only want to get one tire instead of two. He goes, but don't worry about it. I told him to go ahead and put two on there. I'm giving you two for the price of one. Whoo! When my have God. you ever went to the car, the tire place? Ain't never. Never. And, and I need tires today, so I'm going to tap in. <laughs> I'm going to tap in. Amen. <laughs> and, and all I could do was say, but God, but God yeah. provided, knew what I needed. Okay. Knew that because the situation starts, I haven't gotten my promotion. I haven't gotten this. I haven't gotten that. Mm. My money a little funny. It's, it's a little funny. It's a little funny. But it ain't really funny. It ain't really, exactly. Okay. But God, hey. oh, he got a sense of humor. He do. Yes, he he said, <laughs> yes, I'm going to make this girl ugly cry <laughs> in the parking lot of discount tires because I got her back. <laughs> Like, and I listen, when you, I don't care if you put in the military discount, 
the single girl discount. You know, the 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 I don't know what else discount y'all got, but can I get it? Cause it's that day. It ain't gonna add up to one is free. Mm, it's not. But God can do some multiplication, <laughs> some division, and it adds up to just what you need. So again, wow. the wilderness is a place of preparation. Wow. It's a place of provision. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a place that is not permanent. That's good. And that's the part that we have to remember that even when we're in our wilderness experience, we have to have faith that the God that we serve is still watching over us. He's still providing for us. He still knows who we are, whose we are. Yeah. Mm. And he will supply all of our needs. Wow. According to his. Say it out loud. Riches and glory. Amen. <laughs> Riches and glory. Because I'm going to give them all the glory. Okay. Amen. Honor and the praise. Well, I want to add to the, the peace. Because that, that's what we've been doing again. <laughs> For real. You said provision, preparation. Permanent. Not permanent. Not permanent. Not permanent. And not preparedness. Per- preparation. Preparation. Provision. Prominent, well, not permanent. Um, what you about to say? The wilderness. <laughs> what? <laughs> what P you about to say? The wilderness um, is. I was gonna say proof. Mm. It's proof, and it's proof of the promise mm. that he made. Um, I got something when both of y'all were talking. Well, I got something when you were talking, Agnes, and then you just confirmed what I was gonna say. So, I have been studying Joshua. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And man, it's it's been I've been studying Joshua for a minute. Yeah, it's probably it's been <laughs> a year. Has it been a year? Like we was at Joshua the same time. Oh my gosh. Left and came back. And <laughs> man, okay, I'm gonna just start from the beginning. So I felt led to study Joshua. And so whenever I begin to study Joshua, it's like, okay, so when I hear I need to study something, I don't immediately go there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I gotta get my mind right, like, okay, what am I about to get? Yeah. Let me be in a good space so I can truly receive and get the revelation and understand it. So when I first sat down to study Joshua, I turned to the book of Joshua. And I started reading and I kind of was just like, okay, I'm not really getting anything. So then the Lord pretty much was like, well, are you studying Joshua Mm. or the book of Joshua? That's good. It's like, oh, well. And at first, you know, I did complain a little bit. I was like, I got to go all the way back. Um, And he actually had me start in the book of Genesis, Mm. the very beginning of the Bible. Like, I had to know that we were created in his image and in his likeness. Mm. Like, okay. So that's because the first thought was, okay, let me go back to when Joshua was born Mm. or when he was a kid. Well, before Joshua was born, God knew him when he was in the womb. Mm. He predestined him. So... Um, I went there and that literally was all that he wanted me to see was that we were created in his image and in his likeness. There's her P, predestined. Oh, okay. Good. Mm-hmm. I was... That better stop. So <laughs> <laughs> after that, I knew that Joshua, well, the book of Joshua starts with him being about to become the leader of the Israelites since Moses died. Yeah. So just like, okay, well, if I want to study Joshua as a leader and all, truly all that he is. Right. I have to study the person whose place that he took. Mm. So I had to go back to the book of Exodus. Mm. And as I was just studying and going through and reading, you know, I saw some things that I remembered about Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I know that Moses, he walked, he led the Israelites out of slavery. And mm -hmm. the thing I didn't realize or know was that Joshua was alive and he was a slave mm -hmm. during that time. So he got Good. to experience that captivity. Mm -hmm. And he also got to experience being able to walk out of slavery mm. and be in the wilderness with Moses during all the murmuring and complaining and all of that. Wow. And Joshua, as we know, was Moses's aide. Right. Um, and it's just little things that are mentioned that God says to Moses about Joshua during that time that don't make sense until Joshua becomes leader. Mm. Like one of the things that he says is during the time when um, Joshua was leading the Israelites in battle. I don't remember who they were um, fighting against, but Joshua was commander of the army. He was leading them in battle, and Moses was up on the hill, and Aaron and her had to hold his arms up. Mm -hmm. And when Moses' arms dropped, Joshua was losing. When mm -hmm. Moses' arms were up, Joshua was winning. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And afterwards, when God was saying things to Moses, he kept saying, make sure Joshua hears this. Mm. But it doesn't make sense until Joshua becomes leader. Mm. And Preparation. Preparation. That's good. That's good. And whenever Moses is about to die, Moses didn't give. He gave Joshua his um, blessing, but Joshua already had what he needed. And God, had, God told Moses anoint Joshua to be the next leader because Joshua has the spirit of leadership. Mm. He already had the spirit of leadership. Wow. Um, and the thing that I thought about was that his preparation, once again, started way before Oof. the book of Joshua. So before he was, way yeah. Before he was yeah. anointed and appointed right. to be the next leader. So good. It started when he was in slavery, wow. witnessing everything that God had Moses doing. Yeah. Um, and for all those people that be waiting for it to be your turn, Ooh, um, just, you know, be patient. There's another <laughs> P word. Um, one of the other things that stood out to me was just that when Moses went to the tent to meet with God, Joshua was there at the tent mm. waiting for the glory to come down. When Moses left and the other people left to go back into the camp, Joshua stayed there. He didn't leave. And the Bible doesn't say what happened there, but... I just feel like if the glory of God was there and that's where his presence was, Joshua had to feel something. Ooh, he was good. obedient and stayed out yeah. there by himself in the wilderness. Right. But he was obedient. He had to experience something. I'm sure that God said something the to him. The presence must have permeated. Look. Y'all in these P's. These P words. I don't know what it is, <laughs> present, but the P words. Permeated. Look. So, um... One thing that, I mean, Joshua, it's, it has just been relating to me, just yeah. what I've been going through, um, not just in my career, but in my personal life as well. Um, and something that I think both of you said, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it triggered a thought to the point that I was just like, okay, this is exactly what I've been feeling and thinking. Hmm. Um, I feel like whenever you are in the wilderness, you're going through a process, you're being processed. Yeah. Um, and it's like you you're saying all of these things. I'm bold, I'm confident, I am enough. You're having to remind yourself of this. Okay. And it's not a lie, it's the truth. It's all the truth that you're saying about yourself that you are encouraging yourself with. But when you get to the destination, 
sometimes, yeah, you are presented at, at a higher level or as a leader over the people who didn't imagine you being the leader and get upset <laughs> and get angry um, and either give up or, you know, you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. They join the team. Um, but because of all of that, sometimes it causes you to forget who you are. And when you're in the wilderness, you know who you are. You're sure. And, you know, you're gung-ho. Like, okay, God called me to do this. So, you know, I'm I'm called. Right. So I'm going to go through this for you. But then when you get out of it, mm-hmm. you forget who you are because of everybody else and how they are looking at you, what they think about you. Wow. And because wow. they may bring up things from your past. Right. And so even with Joshua, we know that God parted the sea mm-hmm. for them to walk across on dry land and they were looking at him like look is he gonna do the same okay. thing with you like you the reputation <laughs> so and it's and you know initially we may not be thinking all these things because we stuck on the, I'm confident I'm bold I'm his I'm right. called I'm enough um and we get there and we start listening to what everybody else wow. said and God has already put us in position. Yeah wow and it that is a weird thing to me but it's actually what I, we already made it. We've already, he's already said that we're qualified. Wow. Yeah. When we're actually in the position is wow. when we start to listen to some of yes. those things because we forget that God is the one that qualified us. The people didn't put you there. God appointed you and anointed you to be in that position. Yeah. But the people that you are having to go to are rebellious, like he warned. Okay. Um, and they say all these things, and they actually rebel. They do all of these things. Um, they murmur and complain and talk about you. And we forget that when Moses' own people was talking about him, okay. God caused them to have leprosy. So um, <laughs> he's got you. Um, and we forget these things. And once again, we turn into a baby all over again and have to talk ourselves up again because we forget who we are. And... That's just so interesting to me that we go through all of this to come out tougher and stronger and then have an identity crisis. Well, that's because when we come out of this, that's, you know, we've made it through and then you get what God has promised you and then you get complacent, you get Mm. comfortable. And that's when it's easy for those voices from outside, those people that don't know you, that don't know what God has done for you. Um, try to come against you and and we again because we're comfortable all yeah. that stuff we did in the wilderness you know in the wilderness we're oh lord we we praying mm. we we're we're on our knees we're fasting getting people to intercede on okay. on our behalf mm. touching and agreeing mm. fasting okay. uh sacrificing doing yeah. all those things but once we get it and the thing is a lot of times with things that happen that are of god there's a measure of faith, but there's also a measure of action required. And so yeah. we want to put, you know, God wants to see our faith in action. Mm-hmm. You talked about Moses. His faith in action was when he lifted his staff, then the waters parted. Mm-hmm. The waters good. just didn't part. He had to lift the staff. Yeah. When they crossed the Jordan River, it wasn't until the Levitical priests put their feet in the water. That's they good. took that first step by faith. Then the waters parted. So many times there's an action required to go along with your faith. Mm -hmm. And so when everything is against you, when everybody's coming behind you trying to attack you, where is the action that demonstrates your level of faith? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, The only thing I was going to add to that is sometimes it's not that we're not ready. 
sometimes it's not that he's saying that you're not ready for yeah. this shit. I don't want to give it to you yet. We're just standing in our own way. Ooh. Um, and it's <laughs> once again we forget all that we've just been through. Mm. Um, and it's not. God has already opened the door for us to move on to the next thing, and but we're we holding haven't. ourselves. So it's just like physically we hold ourselves just like some of the Israelites. Yeah. Mentally, we're still had a slave mentality. That's good. Um, and I guess essentially got more time <laughs> than what they needed to be in the desert or in the wilderness. Mm. But with you as the leader and you're, because we're pretty much all in positions of leadership. Mm, yeah. When you as the leader and you have the people murmuring and complaining and they wanted the 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 APs before you came because they they didn't Real challenge specific. them. They wanted, the, oh, no. they, wanted oh, no. they wanted the nurse. Look, they wanted the nurse that was on the prior shift before you got there. They ain't never wanted the nurse before the prior shift, uh-huh. baby. They always go on the ACC. Uh-huh. That's me. Uh, okay, Chica Chico. Oh Lord. She does not lack in confidence. But you know, the people that come against you, they they bring all this stuff to you, but to your point. God has already prepared us. Mm-hmm. We have to move forward and move into the position that he's placed us in, even though it may not be the one that we want. Mm-hmm. And I might be speaking to myself. Mm-hmm. It's not the one that we want because, again, I've been comfortable. Mm. 2011, I've been at home, working at home. When, when COVID happened, I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? It's just Tuesday. You know, <laughs> I've been doing this since 2011. Why are y'all freaking out? You Same. know? And so going into that uncomfortable place, mm-hmm. sometimes we block our own ability to move Ooh. into the promised land mm-hmm. and we prolong our oh. stay in the wilderness because mm-hmm. we don't want to be uncomfortable. That's good. Absolutely. And it's funny how, let me make sure my thoughts are right. Cause I just be thinking and seeing stuff. Uh, and I got to put it together. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> how people say that, you know, you have anointing, but you don't have character. Mm. Um, and how people have like the physical talent to do something, but they lack character. Yeah. So like the other side of that is, so the next position in the next place requires you to do certain things that yeah. require certain abilities. And God has has chosen you to be in that position and to hold those responsibilities, not because you know how to do it, but because you have the character to steward those things. Ooh. And so, y'all better stop. Look, anyway. one of my things I has mean, been like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know nothing about that. Come and on, you better get to studying. Then, <laughs> what, Joshua? You were there. You heard all those things. Okay, said in your presence. Come on, so you're ready to go lead. Listen, Amen. This is true. I've, but the math don't be mathing sometimes. It don't be, but that's God. Yeah, it's not supposed to. Otherwise, we'd be. Spiritual geniuses, and, and and we'd be taking credit for things that God has done. That's for true. Us. When it's when it, when the math doesn't math, then that means it's some spiritual applications being yeah. going <laughs> being <on> done <laughs> exponentially. You know, and so Something. then you're able to say when nobody but God that did this, that when you didn't have the credentials, when you when you took the t- Excuse me, you took the test. See, I was trying to open my water, <laughs> but y'all know I don't have no upper body strength. I cannot even open a bottle of water. So somebody open this water for me. Let me help y'all know you. I get the hiccups when I get excited. But, you Here know, you again, wow. Thanks, Tuffy. Um, and so, you know, God has already prepared us. He's already given us, you know, what we need mentally, spiritually, 
It's that emotional part Ooh. that we have that's keeping us yeah. from believing. That's yeah. good. And then there's that faith again. Yeah. Believing that this is what God wants for me. Yeah. This is what I've been called to do. This is what I was predestined for. Yeah. God has already put me in this place. Because, you know, in this new season, I'm doing counseling. And most of it is with DWI and drug court cases. And that very first session that we did... Now, I wasn't ready for them people cursing and saying all that stuff and being just yes, so raw and Well, because I was used to, but, you know, I've been around church people. So, you know, some of this it's stuff. Same thing, different, different. That, just in yeah. my face. And I was just like, oh, oh, this we're doing this now. Okay. <laughs> but again, God, like you said, I was prepared for it. It was, again, same people still having problems. It's right. just a different problem. Right. How do you address the problem? Okay, well, let's get to the root of it. And that's, that's. Just it's a universal thing, and when we look at our own root of the problem, why why am I not ready for this? A lot of times, again, there's that emotional piece. I've gotten comfortable where I was at. I've gotten comfortable with whom I'm surrounded yeah. by, and now you're trying to put me out here all by myself on Front Street for everyone to look at my identity, okay, mm. and then try to check my character and why? see why Joshua. Hmm. Why David? Come on. Why Agnes? Why, Why Trevay? You know, and yeah. so that's where we have to remember again, God already prepared us for this. Yeah. He's already given us what we need. And a lot of what we need is not going to come from the way the world expects you to get it. Wow. It's going to come from who He's already created us to be. That's it. The wilderness experience. I mean, in summary, I think. Um, the biggest thing is really understanding that, like you guys said, there's a rehearsal, there's a practice mode, mm. and then when you get transitioned into that real live mm -hmm. mode, you have to take the things that you learned in practice. Sometimes in practice, you don't get to practice all the skills. That's true. You should focus on your weak areas because mm. your strengths are your strengths. Right. So... When we go into live mode, that means it's time to use what we know and what we don't know, mm -hmm. like you said, and rely on the character that God gave us mm -hmm. to be maybe inquisitive, you know, mm -hmm. ask questions in the areas that you don't know. Right. And to understand that, you know, there's provision, that you need patience, that you need, you know, there it's not permanent, you know, mm -hmm. there's no permanence. But um, that, I mean... The wilderness experience is the wilderness experience is for a reason, and we all need it, and we all grow from it. And after that, there comes the promise, and that's what mm -hmm. we scream and shout and mm -hmm. dance about. But we really need to be screaming and shouting and dancing through that wilderness experience yeah. because that's what's preparing Good. us for that place. Yeah. So, so, two things. So, one thing that I have heard a lot for some reason is off season. And when you were talking, it made sense to me mm -hmm. because in the off season, you don't have any games or anything like anything like that. And you're not necessarily in the mix of learning plays or being out there on the court mm -hmm. um, or on the field. The off season mostly consists of conditioning and mm -hmm. strengthening so that when you're in season, mm -hmm. You're prepared and you can face whatever comes your way. That's good. Because anything could happen on any day. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing that came to mind was something that, um, I don't remember who said this, but something that somebody said not too long ago that 
really was just revelatory. Um, so they were saying that people, a lot of people all the time are always talking about the harvest, mm. but <laughs> the most work comes when it's harvest time. Wow. And people don't realize that. So when you said the promise, um, it made me think back to what I was saying about once you make it out, you got more to do okay. because it's harvest time. And so it's time to get to work when it's harvest time, not just when you're reaping and Come on. planting the seeds and all of that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a whole other process. You're planting the seeds and you got to wait and you exactly. got to water it and you got to learn. And then harvest time, you got to really put in the work. Yeah. But, wow. Amen. Well, we've had a lot of analogies and scenarios <laughs> in our little talk today, but we're going to let you take a break and we're going to take one as well oh, as break. we wrap up this first episode <laughs> oh, of the wilderness experience because I got more, but, I need, <laughs> but we need a little break because I okay. need some agua, por favor. Okay. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us.